they're very nutritious and if you like them certainly everybody would benefit from eating them but you can't eat them unlimited there's very few foods that you can eat unlimited welcome to the 40 fit and fabulous podcast join your host mark slight as he gets the best information inspiration help and advice from the world's best athletes, performance coaches, and health experts so that you can look, move, and feel your best at 40 and beyond. Remember, it's never too late to live the life of your dreams. Now here's your host, Mark Slight. Hey, welcome back to episode number 36 of the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. And this is part two of my chat with a wonderful Pollyanna Hale from the Fit Mum Formula. If you remember back to part one, we took it right back to basics, back to calories, macronutrients, all the simple things we can do daily to live a healthier life and to lose weight as well without becoming too stressed in this modern world with all the things we've got going on. And we're going to build on that today because Pollyanna is going to give us some amazing tips to help us live this healthy life in the busy world that we live in. So simple tips that can get a good healthy plate of food on our dinner table every night without too much stress, without too much panic. One that works for the kids, for the for the husband, for the wife, for everybody in the family is a great bit of advice for us all. So I strongly recommend you, you listen in for that one. But also stick around after the chat with Pollyanna as well. I'm going to introduce next week's guest and explain a little bit more what's coming up over the Christmas period, and explain a little bit more about what's coming up over the following month with Health Buddy. So here we go, part two with Pollyanna Howe from the Fit Mum Formula. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of tea, grab a glass of water, whatever your poison may be, relax and enjoy part two with Pollyanna Hale from the Fit Mum Formula. Hey, welcome back, Pollyanna. Great to see you again. Hi. Right, we've talked a lot about diets in the first, in the first part, uh, first episode. Now, there's a lot of, we talked about health compared to diets. There's a lot of healthy foods. You, you said yourself, you can get clients to eat a lot of veg. That's, that's one good way to start. But I don't want to confuse people now, especially if they're starting from scratch. But there, you can have too much of a healthy food as well, can't you? There is healthy foods out there that are really, really good for you. But from a weight loss point of view, probably not so good. You know, they're, they're high in fat, high in calories, and too many can actually do you a bit of harm on the weight loss front. Definitely. Um, this comes down to the fact that it's the hierarchy of what's important. Number one, the most important thing is calories. The next thing is macronutrients, which are proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. And then after that, it's vitamins and minerals. And what some people tend to do is head straight for the the vit the third tier, which is third most important, vitamins, minerals, micronutrients, and they're looking at they're looking at the health claims like this food is high in vitamin E, this food has loads of omega three oils, things like that, and they're missing the things like the calories and the macronutrients. So I get people coming to me. And they say, I eat really, really healthily, but I can't lose the weight. And I already know what the problem is, really, um, without them telling me. Because they're saying, oh, I'm eating really, really nutritious stuff. And they've been following bloggers and um, and nutritionists even. And all sorts of like people online and Instagram. And they're copying their meals. And they're adding loads of healthy foods like avocados and making nut butter energy bites and like that and and it is super nutritious and internally they probably are very healthy 
they're eating a lot of those foods, but they're forgetting that some of these foods are very, very high calorie, especially the ones that are high in fat, which is the highest calorie macronutrient. Uh, things like avocados, nuts, oils like olive oil in cooking or in dressings, um, all of these things are pretty high calorie. So yeah, they can play a part in any diet. They're very nutritious. And if you like them, certainly everybody would benefit from eating them, but you can't eat them unlimited there's very few foods that you can eat unlimited the only thing i put don't put a limit on is vegetables and even then there's a caveat to if you've got ibs that's yeah. triggered by too many vegetables but that's rare um and so yeah all of these healthy foods like avocados and nut butters nuts and seeds they're very very high calorie and and if you eat too many of them they themselves the foods aren't fattening they're not going to make you fat in any way no food does that as we've already spoken about on our last podcast you can lose weight eating cake but if you eat too many of these foods and that adds up to too many calories more calories than you're burning you're going to gain weight it's simple maths and there's no way getting around it if you like these foods and so they are very nutritious the best thing to do is just eat less of them and because they are so calorie dense it might be worth measuring them out just for a little while so you get used to what a normal portion is i had one person who literally wanted to lose about half a stone just a few pounds she looked absolutely fine she was very very healthy in every way and but she personally and i said look do you know if you didn't lose that weight you're still super healthy you're fine but in her mind she just wanted to lose that little bit of a belly for a summer I wasn't going to deny her that goal if that's what she was absolutely intent on doing and she was eating a very nutritious diet and she does like things like oily dressings and avocados and I said All right for this week I want you to measure out your dressings using teaspoons and tablespoons things like that just so that you can see how much you're using. So it's like when you're cooking and when you're putting dressing on your salad, you just sort of slosh it on with your hands and you can't tell by doing that how much you're using. And it would be very, very easy while adding oil to cooking or dressing on a salad to rock up an extra three, four, even 500 calories extra than what you thought you were doing just without measuring it without knowing how much you're using so i got her to measure it out just for a week so she became more aware of what she was using and she suddenly had a light bulb. she's wow i was using so much so much oil on my food um because the rest of her diet was really really good I, she felt good i couldn't really fault it and just by this one change she still was getting the benefits of those foods she was still getting some of these healthy fats but not enough to just to lead to just too many calories for what her personal goals were and it was such a simple change um but it made all the difference yeah and it's being mindful you're not suggesting that people weigh their food forever but just to give them an, an insight into what goes on now, i'm very lucky that um i'm not training for anything particularly at the moment so i'm just trying to maintain a, a good healthy lifestyle i love my nut butter and i talked to a lady on a previous podcast and i, I think i talked to her on like a thursday or friday and i went Do you know what i bought a jar of peanut butter on monday I've just finished it. That's, that's a lot of peanut butter. I need to get a handle on this straight away. And even a teaspoon, depending on your goals, a teaspoon is great, but a teaspoon can vary from person to person a lot. So if I was training for a physique goal, for example, even a teaspoon wouldn't be right for me. I'd have to actually measure that teaspoon because four grams of peanut butter could be a teaspoon, but it could also be 
a teaspoon could also be 12 grams depending on how i scoop it out the jar um well i recommend people use those baking measuring spoons you can get them they usually come yeah, yeah, they usually come as a little concertina thing and they usually have like a quarter teaspoon, half full, right up to like a one and a half tablespoon. And they are measured deliberately for baking, which has to be quite precise. And if you fill up each of those spoons and level it off, that should be exactly whatever it is, the spoon that you're using. So they can be really useful. And most people have those sitting in the bottom of their drawers anyway that they never use. I pull those out, now use those for doesn't matter with things like the the lower calorie in uh, food it is or and proteins of those it doesn't you don't have to be so exact especially vegetables don't bother weighing your vegetables most people but you know for things that are so high calorie that those few grams really do make a difference it is worth measuring just temporarily so you get that awareness of of how much you're using and what a normal portion is and actually when you see meal plans that say for example might say a tablespoon of or a t- even a teaspoon i've seen a teaspoon of peanut butter on a piece of toast have you seen how much a teaspoon is you yeah. couldn't spread one that's teaspoon not on entire, that's not going to go over even if the soup that you spread it really really thin it's not even going to fit over a piece of toast so what um so even if that's what the meal plan says i think that's ridiculous people don't do that when you if you just do it by yourself without measuring you're probably using three tablespoons to get a good coating on a, on a piece of toast and that's a huge amount of calories for very little volume but that's what most people are doing it's not filling them up massively because it's not a huge amount of food but it is tipping them over in terms of calories yeah definitely i want to just take you back a minute you're just talking about the the difference between the fats and the carbs and stuff the calorie counting people are very concerned nowadays that about carbs and it's been like that for a little while probably since the atkins diet sort of really hit the headlines people say i'm going to go on a diet i'm going to cut out carbs but yet when you was talking about fat fat has over over half the amount of calories over half let me get that right again let me start again has more than double the amount of calories that the carbs has so fat when when you think you yeah, i'm going to cut out carbs but i'm going to start eating avocados and nuts and seeds could actually be more detrimental to your weight loss goals than the carbs in the first place at the end of the day, it comes down to calories. So what I like to to do is start people off saying, right, everybody needs loads of vegetables and some fruit. Every, pretty much everybody needs a really decent amount of protein. After that, you need a mixture of carbohydrates and fats, but the ratio of how much you have of each of those is where it gets more complicated. Some people, everybody needs their vegetables and their protein. But do you then do better off adding some new potatoes to that meal or rice? Or do you feel a lot better adding, skipping that completely and having half an avocado sliced on top of that meal? Or maybe it's half and half of each. And that's where it gets a little bit of co- bit complicated about at the end of the day for weight loss or weight gain, it's calories that matter. But what foods you use to make up those calories it gets a little bit more individual and sometimes it's goal dependent if you're an endurance runner and you go for lots of jogging cycling maybe a training for like a charity run you're probably not always but probably going to be more uh, biased towards the carbohydrates rather than more fat on the other hand if you have had terrible blood sugar levels for years maybe you're creeping up towards the pre-diabetic level and you're not very active for whatever reason, you might feel better having not so many carbs 
and getting your calories more from fat and people get again it comes down to liking certainty humans just want to be told no eat this go on the Atkins go on the keto cut out this cut out carbs it's not as simple as that and that's where you've got to play around a little bit experiment you know maybe have a week where you have more um more carbs and less fat then have a week where you have more fat and less carbs see how you feel write down do you prefer one or the other or a mixture of both or are you not really bothered and as long as you get your calories right and you're getting a bit of all your nutrients so you're not deficient in everything then maybe it doesn't really matter and you can have what you feel like on the day Um, and the only reason cutting out anything could lead to weight loss is because you're cutting out calories if you take a um, a piece of steak with some vegetables and a jacket potato remove that jacket potato you are going to be removing calories and that's why it will lead to weight loss where that doesn't sometimes work is where somebody might then eat double the amount of steak instead or add a load of butter and avocado to that meal instead of the potato so you're just replacing those calories with a different type of food it does make it a different meal in terms of macronutrients but in terms of calories if it's not changed then your your body weight your energy balance is not going to change yeah and talking about calories you the one word you mentioned there we've not touched on yet was fruit now you're supposed to they always say seven fruit or veg a day how do you split that with your clients? Do you tell them that there's a limit on the fruit? I mean, my clients, I would say, if you're going to have seven fruit and veg a day, you want to be looking for me, five veg, one to two fruit, five or six veg, one to two fruit that way, because there's a lot more calories in fruit than there is veg. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. I agree with you. Once people get to that stage in their health, where the smaller details matter. But when you're talking to people who are getting none, possibly one or two fruit and veg a day, and the rest of their diet is refined carbs, um, quick energy snacks, um, junk food, I would much rather they replaced a lot of that with fruit than not do it at all. So yes, I agree further down the line, you probably want to be more biased towards vegetables than fruit. Unless you're using fruit as your carbohydrate source and maybe some people could do with more sugar. It's not bad sugar. It's natural sugar. Fruit's really healthy, but it has got more sugar in the vegetables. So unless you're needing more sugar for whatever reason, bananas are a great one, for example, if you're going for runs and endurance exercise, then... um, yeah, it's probably better for most people to have more vegetables, less fruit. But as I said, when you're talking to people who are living off cheese on toast and packets of crisps, I really don't care where they get their fruit and veg from initially. I will say to them, I only want you having a maximum of one glass of juice or fruit smoothie a day or dried fruit and ultimately I would prefer people not to have dried fruit and juice and pure fruit smoothies but if they're going to have them just one a day other than that if if they eat if they go from eating junk food and no fruit and veg to six apples a day I see that as progress so I think it very much depends on where a person is on their continuum and you've got to praise every little effort um, along the way and 
and make sure that they're aware that they've done really well for adding these positive changes. And yes, they've still got a way to go. And as they move along, they're going to have to make more changes and adjust things. But initially, I think every positive change is a step in the right direction. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I was, I was a little bit further down the line than the basics there. But yeah, you're spot on. I mean, I've had people come to me who are eating crisps, bags of crisps every day. And then you try and get them to eat a bit of fruit and say, well, have some bananas instead. Yeah, but you should only have two bananas a day, shouldn't you? Well, you, you could argue yes, but have you ever seen anyone get fat on a banana? You know, it's the crisps that are doing you the damage. If you're eating three bags of crisps, why would you then say, oh, but I can only have two bananas a day? It's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a bad mindset to have, but it's just what people are. People are hearing online, you know, people, oh, you should only have one apple a day. You should only have two bananas a day. That There's too much sugar in fruit, for example. But like you said, it's a natural sugar. If you're having the whole food as well, the whole fruit, rather than the intrinsic sugars that you've extracted in the juices and smoothies it's going to be better for you um but people are going without the knowledge they're just hearing things online and they're, they're taking that as gospel which is where i wanted to bring you in as as a coach because you're 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 an accountability source for your clients and having you there is so valuable even if your clients know what they're doing to be able to ring you up Pollyanna, and say i'm having a bad day or this is happening that's happening that's invaluable having that coach there is invaluable to somebody it really, really is. And it's going back to saying the two bananas a day are too much, things like that. I, you hear the benefits of certain things like organic this and you've got to have this and that and the other. And I get people saying to me, oh, but you shouldn't, as you say, things like, I, you know, maybe I shouldn't have too many bananas in a day. But these are the same people who will go out and buy really expensive organic bars of chocolates and you know, they'll think they're buying really super nutritious, wholesome chocolate muffins. And I go, look, I would rather you ate the cheapest basics bag of carrots than organic chocolate cake. You're, you're missing the wood through the trees here. It's about priorities. Sure, if you want to eat organic food, you've got the budget for that, great. But just because it's organic doesn't make it a helpful food for your goals. You know, that's a minor detail that is a bonus rather than an essential. Eating your vegetables is essential. I don't care whether they're frozen, whether they're cheap, whether they're organic, whatever. It doesn't matter as long as you're eating your vegetables. And I think people focus on these small details without seeing what's really, really important. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. So you mentioned there frozen veg. Let, I'm going to put you on the spot now. You, you work with a lot of mums, obviously creating the Fit yeah. Mum formula. Um, and a lot of people nowadays, not just mums, but a lot of people are busy. And one of the big excuses is we don't have time to cook. We don't have time to prep food. Can you give us, in the last few minutes of the podcast, some time-saving tips, healthy tips, that people can take away and use today? For them people that say they haven't got time to cook food, make food, what can they do to live a healthy life if they have genuinely got very little time? I think there's two approaches you can take with this. The first you can do is you can prep it in advance. So if you like proper recipe style meals, there are so many things you can put in the freezer where you spend a couple of hours on a weekend. You could knock out a bolognese, a, a casserole, you name it. I mean, so many things. You don't just have to put them into like plastic freezer bags. You can get those little silver trays where you can actually layer up proper meals as well almost like it's an entire meal that then just needs to be cooked um that's one way of doing it having all your meals already 
just basically to be reheated. They're already done. The other thing is, which actually I think suits more people, is just keeping it really simple. You know, I have people say to me, oh, you know, I'm literally grabbing stuff from the supermarket every day. I said, fine. But instead of getting a macaroni and cheese ready meal, grab one of those. One of my favorite, two favorite things I love um, to recommend are those whole ready to eat cooked chickens. Where it's, you know, it's, you know, it's already hot. It's ready to eat. You could eat it right there and then in the supermarket. And no, it's not the freshest chicken. No, it's not organic. It's not the best quality. But at the end of the day, it's a whole chicken unprocessed and you could do a lot worse than that with a bag of ready to eat salad such as two things tasty nutritious quick inexpensive the other one is those bags of stir fry vegetables where they're already chopped you can get so many different varieties now you can get ones with every different type of vegetables um and again you literally tip that into a pan and the vegetables are done with your choice of protein frozen prawns are great Um, if you're a vegan vegetarian, things like those corn pieces, just chuck it all in a pan, throw in some soy sauce or flavor done. It's surprisingly tasty for a two ingredient meal and they are so quick. Yeah. Yeah. Baked fish. Even my children, one of their favorite meals is boiled rice with baked salmon and frozen peas. They love it. Yeah. Three ingredients, and if I've if I'm really you know stuck on on I haven't got around to doing the food shopping, I'll use tinned salmon. I just stir it all up. Sometimes I'll cook the rice in a stock cube to make it extra tasty, and it's so simple. You can't get much simpler than putting a salmon fillet in the oven. You don't need anything on on it. It's tasty enough as it is. Yeah, sure. Add a bit of salt and pepper, lemon, soy sauce, whatever you fancy if you want to, but if you don't. No, it's just one thing. Add some vegetables, add a jacket potato, whatever you want. It can be really simple. We don't have to make meals that look like they come out of a, a food blogger's cookbook every single night. That's not realistic. There's nothing wrong with an omelette. In fact, omelettes are fantastic. Yep. Just yep. keep it simple. Keep it simple and use high-flavored ingredients. If you like really tasty food, take advantage of really high-flavored ingredients where you hardly need any of them and you just need one, maybe two. Anchovies are great. Literally one anchovy will easily do like an entire meal. They're so strongly flavored. Parmesan cheese, literally a teaspoon or two per person is so strongly flavored. Soy sauce, if you like spicy food, then hot sauces. Um, and those things are so strongly flavored that you only need to choose one and that just flavors your entire meal, an entire really, really simple meal. Sorry, I'll buy chorizo and it will stay in the fridge for months. But just the tiniest little sliver in, in some cooked rice, cooked veg, it just adds so much flavor. It's, it's amazing. That's it. And the, and the flavor leaches out and it transforms the meal. And you could make a meal that was literally, uh, again, you know, rice, my kids' meal, rice, peas, and salmon, three ingredients. That is it. Even choose tinned salmon if you want. For an adult, if you threw in a tiny bit of chorizo into that, that's a quite a, a delicious meal there you've got. That's four ingredients. Yep. And it's just keeping it simple. People make it so much more complicated because they think that simple food is boring. But that's because they don't know how to make simple food interesting. Um, and I think, I think cooking lessons could really be invaluable to some people who these days we don't learn to cook in, in schools at all. My kids hardly ever do cooking in school. 
which is a real shame. They do it with me at home, so they do know how, but they don't do it at school anymore, unless it's occasionally they're making cupcakes, very occasionally for a cake sale. Um, even when I was at school, we didn't do enough cooking, but it's something that we need. It's such an invaluable skill. As soon as you leave home, you need to be able to eat. When your parents are no longer cooking for you, how are you going to eat if you don't know how to cook? And you know, it's something that's so important, but way above and beyond all the nonsense some of the things we learn at school today are. And yet we, we leave home not being able to feed ourselves. I just think it's ridiculous. But nevertheless, you know, we can't change that directly. We're not going to overhaul the curriculum overnight. But that's something that people can take into their own hands. There are, we now have the internet at our disposal. So if you can't afford or don't have time to go to cookery lessons, just look for YouTube videos. There's a YouTube video for every single thing on under the sun. I can tell you without looking, there'll be a YouTube video showing you how to boil an egg and make toast. So you can, if you want to learn how to cook, if you want to improve your cooking skills, all the resources are there for you at your disposal for free any time of day or night, should you choose to use them. But people do need to take responsibility for these things. If they want to go and do these things, they have to go and do them. We as coaches can only do so much. We're not there with, with them holding their hand 24-7, making them do things. They have to take a little bit of initiative for themselves. Yeah, we can't change the school curriculum. But I like to think in our own way we are helping because we're helping adults, which is then being passed on to kids. You much, so, much more so than me, being working with mums all the time what you're educating the mums to do is then getting fed down to the kids. So in a way you, you're making a massive difference because you're educating the children as well. Cause the mums are not going to go home, cook the protein, the veg and a little bit of couscous and then give the kid a KFC you would hope. So it's going to feed down the line to them. Well, that's often a, a really big motivator for my mums. I say, wh- when we start delving into, okay, why do you want to eat healthy? Or why do you want more energy? Why do you want to lose weight? And they say, because I want to be a role model for ke- their kids. They see these uh, statistics on childhood obesity and they see children getting unhealthier with every generation and they don't want that for their children. As parents, we always want the best for our kids. But kids copy everything. Every parent will know your child at some point will come out with a swear word or come out with saying something stupid because where have they heard that? They copied you and that applies to everything in life. They will copy you. If they see you eating a certain way, they'll think that's normal. In some houses, it is not normal to have vegetables on the plate at a mealtime. And it should be, you know, they might reject it. They, you know, you might not like it at first, but if you make that a normal part of every meal, they're not going to question it. And as parents, that is, that is a massive thing. And I'm sure with your clients being, over 40 maybe some of those have still got children at home as well and they want the same they want their they want their kids to be healthy and the thing is once they get to teenagers they've got a bit more control over their lives and what they buy and especially when they leave home you want all of those good habits to be in place before then because by the time they've got their own money to go and all their pocket money or their allowance to go and spend on the vending machines it's too late because they've got that control themselves you've lost that control so you need to make sure those things are in place before then and um and the best way to do it is to be a good role model yourself my children they they love exercise not because it's exercise and i never want them to see it as exercise for the sake of it but they love being active and they really enjoy healthy food. They just enjoy it. It's not a chore for them. They're not doing it because they should. It's just natural to them. And that's because they see me doing it. 
Yeah, that's great. And I, I love that. I think as a coach, there could be nothing better than seeing, seeing your client bring up their kid in a better way and to impact indirectly impact that child's life is, is, is a great achievement. I think and it's, it's what brings a smile to my face. What makes me happy, keeps me doing what I'm doing. So thank you so much for that. We got through so much there and I know people listening to that are going to just take away so much information. Um, and hopefully it's dispelled some of the myths around diets as well and gives opened a few eyes as well. Um, give people some good information that they probably didn't know before. Um, and they'll take it away and everyone will be losing weight. Everyone will be healthy. Everyone will be happy as a result of listening <laughs> to that. That's the idea. But of course, if anyone is confused about anything that we've spoken about, they can always contact you, Mark or, or myself um, and just ask questions. We're always happy to, to help out, to answer any questions they've got and, and clarify anything that they didn't quite understand. Of course, uh, everyone who's listening, reach out in the show notes. You'll be able to reach Pollyanna and myself. And yeah, just, just send us some questions. We're, we're here to help. So that's, that's, that's what we do. So thank you so much. Um, we'll speak again soon. Thanks. Great. Thanks for having me on. As I was saying in the last episode, this really should have been one of the first episodes on the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. It shouldn't be as late as it is. But what great advice over the last two episodes from Pollyanna it's invaluable for all of us, no matter what you might think, we're all living a busy life, whether it's with family, whether it's with work, however it may be, we've all got a million things going on and 24 hours nowadays just does not seem enough in one day, does it? So these tips at the end of this episode were fantastic for us all, great ways to get healthy, nutritious food on our table, may not always be it may not always be the way you think it should be. Pollyanna's there is talking about frozen veg and microwave rice. That's stuff that I use all the time and it is a time saver. It's still a good healthy choice. And let's be honest, it's much better than the fried foods, the takeaways and the ready meals that we might be having instead. So keep this one saved. Go back and listen to that time and again. I'm, I guarantee every couple of weeks, every couple of months, you're going to get something new from that episode there. Now, coming up in the following episode is is a bit of a shift, really. Um, we're still going to be talking about health and fitness, obviously, and nutrition. Um, but we're going to be dropping the age group a little bit here because I've invited on a, a young actress by the name of Kira Bay. She's 21 years old, a young English actress. So it's a bit of a change from the, the normal guests we have on. But the reason I've invited Kira on is because there's one thing that she's doing every day, and she's doing it very well. And I believe that this is one thing that Whatever our situation, we can all learn from and we can all take a lot from Kira's example that she's setting. And it's a bit of a self-indulgent episode, really, because I love going to the movies. I love watching films. And I really I got to ask Kira some some questions that I've always wanted to know about actors and actresses and, and what's going on within the industry as well. So, yeah, we're going to cover the health and fitness. Yeah, we're going to cover the, the motivation and everything like we normally do. But there's there's a few questions in there for me as well, just to find out what's going on. Um, about certain actors and actresses and, and what happens within the industry. I, I find it fascinating. And we talked for a long while, me and Kira, around this episode about what's going on in, in, the, in the acting world. And it is fascinating, absolutely fascinating to hear it. So I promised you at the beginning of this podcast, I'll tell you what's coming up over the next couple of months. Well, the really observant people might know is my voice is a little bit croaky today. And that is because within um, my coaching group that I'm a part of, we have decided to record a little bit of a Christmas song. Um, we do, we're doing it for charity. We're doing it for a homeless charity. And we thought we'd do a little bit of a mashup of a Christmas song. So today I've actually been singing a little bit, which is very unusual for me. 
Um, so that's why my voice is a bit croaky. So if you're listening to this podcast as it goes out live, definitely connect with me on Facebook, connect with me on Instagram, and join me email list because in a couple of weeks' time, this Christmas single is gonna is gonna be released on the world via social media. And the only thing I can promise is that it's gonna be a good laugh because I'll tell you one thing. I don't know why I can't speak about everyone else in the group, but I cannot sing one note in key. So that's definitely going to be worth watching, definitely worth listening to. Well, more watching than listening to. <laughs> Might be worth watching and turning the sound down, but it's for a great cause. So stick around and, and keep your ears and eyes peeled for that one. If you do follow me on social media, there's also a free Christmas recipe pack going about at the moment. So make sure you find that as well over on Facebook. You'll find the links to that. Um, we've got the Health Buddy Challenge still going as well. And coming up in January, we're going to open the doors on the Path to Happiness program, which is my signature program. It's going to last five months from February next year. Very, very limited spaces. So if that is something you're interested in, if, if in the new year you're going to want to lose weight, tone up, get fit and healthy, definitely go and check the page out for that on my website and on social media. That's the Path to Happiness program. Other than that, I'm just going to leave it here. I'm going to let all that information and then hints and tips from Pollyanna sink in now. Come back in the following episode in a few days' time. Check out Kira Bay. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot different, as I said, from other episodes. It's going to be great fun. Check that out. Don't forget to subscribe and review the podcast if you love it. Um, I'll be really grateful for that. Other than that, I'll speak to you all again in a couple of days. Stay fit and healthy, guys. I love you all for listening. Take care.